This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Take the Black Live 2022. Happy New Year. It's another year of us here on Take the Black talking about all things Dragon Space Laser, sci fi fantasy, books, TV, movies, um, and bringing you all the hot goss you want, nay, need to know, or your life be not as filling. I am Dan Selke, editor of Winterscoming.net, and I am here with Corey Smith. Corey Smith, a erstwhile Winter's Coming editor and Wheel of Time fan, a writer, Wheel of Time fan, and all-around super gentleman. And Corey, um, thanks for being uh, on the first show of the year. Yeah, excited. Yeah, and thanks everybody for showing up. Hey, Christian. Hey, Nicole. Hey, Stephanie. Hey, Julie. Happy New Year, everybody. Yeah, it's New Year, 2022. Man, so much things are going to happen here. Will you, um, do you have a good New Year, Corey? Anything of note happen? Yeah, I'm five days in, and I already forgot it's a new year, right? It just feels like back to the, <laughs> back to the grind. Uh, but no, we had a good, nice, quiet New Year's. Fireworks went too bad for the for the kids and the pets, so we're happy. Very nice. I had a good one too. I I, I had a really enjoyable New Year. That, 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 that was pretty fun. And I think 2022 will be a big year for everyone in the comments, me, you, and Wick in general. And it might be a decent-sized year for The Wheel of Time, this Amazon fantasy program that wrapped up its first season uh, late last year. And if there's any TV show on right now that kind of has a chance of stirring up the sort of fantasy-fueled interest in that Game of Thrones candidate, I think it's this one. And we didn't get a chance to really talk about the finale because we had a week off on this show to celebrate the holidays we hold so dear. And so I wanted to have you on, first thing, to just kind of look back at the Wheel of Time and some other stuff we're going to talk about as well, and to just basically kind of evaluate, do we think it worked? What worked? What didn't? And go for some of the discourse, where it needs to go. Because some of the discourse, I'm not sure if you know this, has been quite spicy. Yeah, uh, for for anyone that doesn't know, Wheel of Time is a, a 15 book series that, mm-hmm. that has been, it was, you know, initially written by Robert Jordan, who sadly passed away, mm-hmm. and then was finished by Brandon Sanderson. So the books have a, a have been around for a long time. It's a completed series. So they have a very passionate fan base. Very. Um, this is not a, it's not a, uh, you know, a series that's incomplete or is still in the process. I mean, everybody knows where it goes and ultimately what's going to happen, et cetera. I mean, the fact that that spicy discourse isn't surprising to me at all, um, because again, it's, it's got a huge built-in fan base. It's, it's a long running series. It took forever to write, obviously 15 books. Uh, even if you're writing one book a year, that's 15 years, but it took much longer than that. So yeah, over 20. Um, yeah. I mean, this, the discourse, I, I think, you know, I've, I've seen a lot. I think a lot of it just boils down to changes from the books. It does. I mean, okay. So 
I moderate the comments on, on Winter is Coming. <laughs> and Corey, I have seen a some thankless stuff. thankless job if there was one. I mean, it's I I like it. It's fun to like see what people are saying and just it, it's fun to um see how intense they can get. You know, when people feel intense, right. they, 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 they let you know it. And I've, I've seen some intense talk about this show in particular. But first, let me just ask you, what did you think of the Wheel of Time finale, the big finish of season one? Um, I thought it was pretty good. Um, you know, obviously, you know, like we talked about, there were some some changes to the books. Um, oh, yeah. But overall, I thought it was it was a very solid finale. It, it looked incredible. Um, you know, there's a big rousing battle at the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, lots of special effects. Um, I mean, obviously the story and, and things like that are, are kind of move forward, move forward quite a bit. And then they, you know, they set things up for season two, which is already filming or getting yes. close to filming. I think they have like some things done already. Like they've yeah, they have some, some I, 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 it's, I hear that, you know, they've done casting and I think they're deep into pre-production. I don't know if they've, actually start filming but they're getting pretty close so um but yeah i I thought it was good i thought it had some surprises for for book readers for book fans and and i think it kind of drew the season to a close and kind of solved some of the mysteries that it had been laying down throughout season one so i i didn't have any complaints about it i thought it was a very good episode i'd rather i enjoyed watching it um it had kind of the big rising action of random moraine go to the eye of the world right. and they take on a mysterious figure who might be the dog or might be another dude they keep it ambiguous which to be fair the books do the books are full of ambiguity like the books are don't like telling you exactly what's going on um right. which i will choose to think is a choice and then meanwhile back at faldar that's the one the rest of the gang kind of facing a giant trollic army they special effects battle i did like it i liked sort of um the intimacy paired with the big bombacity of the battle. Okay. And I'm just going to react to commenters here. A lot, a lot of people seem to have really not enjoyed this, at least going on what wit comes are. And I, that to be fair, that's where I'm looking. I'm not really looking. That's what I'm exposed to. I'm not looking to like elsewhere. I'm not sure how Twitter feels about it, how the Reddit feels about it. But on Wick, people seem to sort of loathe it. I heard, and it's interesting just kind of what points they coalesce around or coalesce around you know like what gets accepted as like this is what's wrong with it right. first of all people will complain about the special effects a lot which did surprise me because i thought they looked pretty good like the trollic army and sort of when the five women from faldara linked up and burned themselves out and summoned lightning down from the ground to kill them like i i thought it looked pretty evocative what do you think of like the visuals yeah and i mean that does seem like a, a really random thing to nitpick because, or to criticize. I don't know if it's a nitpick because obviously special effects are are a very big part of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, especially when you, you know, I'm not a fan of making the comparisons between Wheel of Time and Game of Thrones. But remember, yeah, Game of Thrones, they knocked Tyrion out before the the season's major battle, and then it just happened <laughs> off screen. You know, so. I, it's so it's kind of surprising to me that people would kind of be upset with the special effects because they could have gone and eat a different route with it that a lot of shows i remember the 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 marvel shows where the superpowers were basically they could jump really high and they could break locks like there weren't any actual oh like daredevil and stuff yeah like there weren't actually any special effects in those shows half the time so that's really odd to me that people would 
would be complaining about the special effects because I thought they looked fine. I mean, it's magic. I mean, what's it supposed to? I don't understand what it's supposed to look like. I, I often think that whenever I see people complain about special effects, particularly, I mean, they can't like they can look bad. Special effects, they can like sure, when sure. you see it, you know it. Yeah. Um, this didn't really strike me as that, well, and it, it is true that just a few years ago it would have been a very different kind of ball game. Yeah. So that one is kind of hard. That one's hard to argue with because like they look bad. Like no, they didn't. Like because I can't like talk about like what the computer graphic things were going into it, so I can't really argue at that point. Okay. Another big point, folks are bringing. And by the way, some good comments here. I agree with. Uh, Nicole and Julie, by the way, good, go, go, but not great. I agree with that. It does kind of hit me in that um, fantasy sweet spot that I like. I, I'll keep watching it because I just like this kind of thing, and it's pretty good. And Julie, do we love as much as Game of Thrones? No, not yet anyway, which I agree with. I am going to keep watching it, though. Okay, I have to bring this up because a lot, a lot, a lot of the comments on Wick are variations on, <laughs> like, the show is too woke, which it's... It's very hard to take somebody seriously after they invoke that because it it always seems like code to me for too many people of color in the roles or the other one is they're really, really angry that the women of the cast kind of did more than the men, which in the end of the book, and honest, I don't even remember this happening because the book was kind of very loosely written in a very lovely way apparently rand like becomes possessed of a power and zaps the army away i don't even recall that happening which yes. I, i'm not sure what that says about me and i guess they were really annoyed that the rand had his confrontation at the eye and then lady whatever her face is and the rest of them kind of zapped the trollocs right. and i guess i can get behind like there was a complaint that like Egwene shouldn't have been able to revive Nynaeve that easily, which, like, sure. But also, it's magic, and I don't know, I just kind of go with it when it's, like, magic involved. And, Corey, I want to impress upon you how angry some of these comments are. And I know I'm letting it get to me. I know I shouldn't, but I am, and it's, it, it, it's what's happening. So, I don't know, it, it, it's... I feel like if you complain about something being woke, it, it, it just makes it... It makes it hard for me to really engage with you in a serious way. I mean, I definitely... I, I agree. I mean... You know, this goes. It, you start talking about like they want to recast James Bond as a, as a black woman, and it's like, how many you know incredibly handsome white men do we need to see in that role before <laughs> we've seen all they can do with it? See so, all of them, all 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 yeah, billion like, of I them. Mean, how many them more out. times? Yeah, like let's let, why don't we try something different so we maybe we can enjoy it in a different way, right? Um, I mean, I, in the books, the, the characters are uh, you know they're mainly white, the, at least the main characters. The, as the series goes on, they they jump all over the continent and meet people of all kinds of races and color and creed and all that stuff. So you know, I mean, I guess that's a an issue you would have with the series overall is it's casting. As for the finale, Rand does, Rand is the one that sort of like subconsciously channels and, and annihilates the Trolloc army. When he has the big climax, his power kind of reaches out. And quite honestly, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense in the books um, because he, he that whole just, section he's in the not books there. He's not there weird. at that, at that point in time, he's, he's, you know, much farther away. And so I, I don't know. So having, you know, those cast members, the, the female cast members do it. I mean, it made sense. They were the ones that were there. And I mean, if you're if you're worried about female characters doing more than the men in this series, you should probably turn it off right now because the it, 
if they if they fall anywhere close to the source material, the women are incredibly central to the story and do just as much, if not more than the men. So if you've got, if you've already got that issue, you're, that's not going to get any better for you, right? It's just no. going to be worse. The complaints seem like they're coming from a weird place. Yeah. And I, I'm not engaging, but I mean, I've, again, I've read them all because I moderate them. So I can't not think about them. Right. But yeah. Um, and by the way, Julie, Julie talked about men looking a little older than she pictured from, from the books. Um, yeah, I guess it's Kay men, Alexander. Yeah. Because yeah, they do describe men as, uh, and when, when we we're we're talking women and men, but now mm-hmm. we're talking about the character men, M-I-N. Um, who is the sort of fortune teller seer that they they meet in the bar in Faldara? I like how they have their powers though. I was to like seize them and kind of like yeah, shows. And, and she is a little, little bit flashes. older than she she maybe seems in the book. She seems more like the same age as Rand and and uh, Egwene and everybody else from Emmonsfield. Right. So I mean, I guess that might be I don't know, but I, I don't know that that would be something that really bothers me too much that she's a little older you know what i mean yeah i mean if i have a complaint and i gotta have some complaints sure sure um i mean it does seem like an earnest decent show i mean i'm not crazy about them taking away moraine's powers at the end it seems like a bit of a we need to fill some time and i know that she's not really in the future books yeah but she's also not, she's not really a part of the second uh arc book. She's not really in the second book, a little bit in the third, which I understand they're adapting kind of the second and the third book in this next season. Totally. So, I mean, I know uh, Rafe Judkins, who's a, the showrunner, he, you know, he he understands that criticism, criticism on its on its head that it looks like you're just kind of doing it to do it. But in a way, they were they had to do something to keep her sort of involved in the in the plot overall, because she does basically step out for for book two and she does the uh the gandalf running off to to gondor to sit in the library thing and just kind of gather knowledge in book two so she really doesn't do much i think she's only in two or three chapters so i I guess i can understand that to a certain extent um that they're trying to keep her involved in the series because obviously if someone is as talented as rosamund pike that you're going to do whatever you can to keep her you know front and center so i can understand that i think i do understand it rosamund pike has been, has been to me the best part of the series is rosamund pike the counter to that is that like yeah i understand that after rosamund pike is kind of your main character and i think that they've done a great job with her this season but her going away for a season wouldn't be a problem if you didn't front her so hard in the first place you know what i'm saying like you didn't have to make that to make that call sure now, i'm kind of, i'm i really enjoyed her this season quite a bit but, you know, there could have been, an, uh, I'm not saying this is a good or bad decision, like, they could have just done a little more traditional thing and not kind of made her the main character and it wouldn't have been an issue that she goes away for a bit. Yeah, but then, I mean, I do wonder, though, just from her standpoint, I mean, it, you know, she could be doing any kind of project. So yeah. it's kind of a, you know, necessary evil or price to play the game, whatever you want to call it, and that you you can't have someone most 
actresses of her caliber aren't going to be sidelined, you know, okay, I'll, I'll play third fiddle and show up for four episodes each season or something like that. You know, most of them aren't going to take that kind of project, no matter how much they might love the source material. So Game of Thrones really lucked out, didn't it? That it had a giant star just died and never had to come back at the end of the first season. Yeah. And I'm right. And so, I mean, they, that's the thing is like, it wasn't like they front loaded her and she's just going to be in season one, like Sean Bean or, you know, any of these, you know, characters that kind of die off in the first season of a show just to get it started. I mean, she's around in the books, you know, for a very, very very long time. So it's, you know, she does take the occasional book off, um, you know, to do things off page. But again, I just, yeah, I think that that's part, I think that's the main reason there. They were kind of boxed in. They have to have her as involved as possible or she won't be involved at all. I mean, you could have cast an unknown, but yeah, I agree. There are ways around it, but Sure. And again, I'm glad the choice they make because I like her a lot. I think it's my favorite thing about it. I kind yeah. of agree with Nicole that I wish we could have gotten to know each character a little more intimately and explain things more. I agree. I felt like I was trying. I was. I had trouble getting to know the characters who weren't Moraine until the last couple of episodes. I thought they kind of they kind of started to get me later on, like Nynaeve and Egwene and uh, parents kind of quiet, but even him and Rand, like Rand especially, kind of sort of to blossom pretty late on. Yeah, I think that was an intentional choice because they, you know, they decided early on to kind of conceal the fact that he was the dragon reborn. Which which I liked. Which, right, I I think from a storytelling perspective makes sense because as a book reader, I think you realize it within the first two chapters. I mean, you realize it almost instantly that he's the the dragon reborn, right? They might like overcorrected, you know, because Rand was kind of, it felt like he was the one they focused on the least. Right. Yeah. And I think that was part. I think that was. Yeah, I I do think they maybe neglected him too much in order to have him kind of sit in the background until they pushed him forward. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, I do wonder part in it. It's interesting because like the, you know, the entire sequence with the with the White Tower and with the the warder uh, step in. Oh, right. His his his, ace that None of that occurs in in the first book. That was something that they kind of grafted into this first season. And don't get me wrong, I thought it was fantastic, um, mm-hmm. and, and that whole sequence was was good. I just wonder at what you know what they had to cut instead of having that. As far as like character development, like what you're talking about with some of the other characters, um, you know the 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 Immensfield Five, you know Rand, Egwene, and Nynaeve. Matt and uh, Perrin, Perrin, you know, that I, I feel like that might have cut into their growth um, from the season. So it was kind of a weird, you know, I enjoyed it. Um, I enjoyed the, the performances. Peter Franzen, who was on Vikings, he, he did the step in role. Mm-hmm. He was fantastic in that. But I do wonder, if, if, you know, if it costs some more character development for some of the other characters. I can see that. Yeah, it, it, it's been an interesting process i thought they did a good job good job overall um i thought that scene where lan was pounding his chest at the funeral was positively reminded me of the films of douglas sirk 1950s melodrama director douglas sirk 
And that's my um, high my reference for the day. Yeah, no, it was the the scenes were great. The whole thing was great. I enjoyed watching it. it don't get me, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I loved it. And that scene, what you're talking about, was great. Um, and Daniel Henney was it was great in that scene. Uh, so was Nine. Uh, Zoe Robbins, who plays Nine. Right, right. Oh yeah, she was good throughout. You know, they 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 were all great scenes. I just wonder it it kind of felt like almost like a sidetrack there for a couple episodes where the characters, some of the characters, took a step back. So. I don't know, but I, I, gotcha. I enjoyed the season overall. I think, you know, book readers, especially real time book readers, you know, it, sometimes it feels like, I don't want to say night, naive, naive <laughs> uh, because that, I think that feels a little too harsh, but I just, I just wonder book readers, you know, they, they feel like maybe they're going to get a page by page, you know, translation, but it's an adaptation, not a translation. And sure. it's, it's not, they, they are just the nature of television. They're going to have to cut some things and change some things. And I think people, you know, they've, they've loved these books for decades. They grew up with them. You know, they read them as 10, 12, 13, 14 year olds. And now they have families 15. Their own, right. And, or they came to it late, like some of us did. And, and I think that there's a bit of, there's a bit of, they don't really necessarily understand how it goes when they're adapting a beloved work or like, yeah. this. you know what I mean? I do. I mean, I think we can keep talking about, about whether time for a long time, but I think we should probably move on because it's been 20 minutes and we're still on it. I could keep talking about it pretty easily, but okay. let's uh, move on to our next topic because it's not the only TV thing right now. There's quite a bit of TV on December, like hit like a Mack truck. They just did not stop with the TV and another show that is come on and it's entertaining people uh is the book of boba fett on disney plus the show about what happened to the iconic kind of tea wearing visor bounty hunter boba fett after he fell into that horrible sand monsters pit in return of the jedi i watched the first episode i think you've watched both and also the first episode, I enjoyed it. I like, I'll, I'll jump another name, very Sergio Leone-esque. Yes. I enjoyed, uh, I, I actually like, like the long wordless section where it kind of just told his story through um, like just visuals no and the music. Right. Yeah. There was no dialogue there for a while. Yeah, it was great. Just like kind of the music and the atmosphere and just how he kind of got out of the situation and kind of wandered the desert and got captured. I thought it was, I thought it was pretty effective. It, it It's, I I was compelled. Are you enjoying the book of Boba Fett, Corey? Yeah, and I watched uh, the second episode actually dropped this morning. So I watched that um, this morning. It's actually fairly long. Um, yeah, I heard that. It's uh, 45, 47 minutes. So a little bit longer than that first episode. I enjoyed, I'm, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying the the Star Wars. I mean, obviously the, the two seasons of the Mandalorian. Two in, yeah. um, Boba Fett was in both of those very briefly in season one. Uh, we got to see his foot and then All right. obviously a, pre- a pretty big part of season two, mm-hmm. but I'm enjoying these star Wars shows on, on Disney plus. I, I, I don't understand why they hadn't done this a long time ago. Lucasfilm. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, it, you tried a, old, a couple of times. Yeah. I mean, and it just never got off the ground and I don't, I, I mean, I'm sure there's various reasons, but it's, you know, you create this vast galaxy and all these characters and we only focused on the same you know, damn five characters for like nine films. And it's, you know, it's, it, it, it's enjoyable to see uh, sort of a lower stakes, um, 
show that's set in the same universe and, you know, has a different situation going on and it's not death stars and, and Jedi and, and all this yeah. stuff. You know, Boba Fett kind of feels like a typical, you know, almost like a mafia movie in the way, in a way, because he's, he's setting up himself as this, you know, this mob boss, this underworld boss, and he's, he's got rivals that are trying to kill him and assassins and he's taking over Jabba the Hutt's old territory. And so it's, it's got a super compelling story that I, I really have no idea why they hadn't done this a long time ago. I'm digging it. Yeah. I mean, he's a mob boss, but he's like the nice mob boss. Right. Yeah. I do feel like there's a little bit of like Disney pixie dust on there. We're like, you know, he's never going to get too down and dirty. You know, he's it, it, like uh, whenever there was a fight, it was kind of this thing where like they're trying to do like a good fellas Godfather thing, but they can't actually like show any blood or like um you right. don't have anybody get whacked in the way we think of it but right. it was still working for me like robert rodriguez who directs it i think had a, a really good way just kind of the flow and the and the pacing of it that was entertaining me and you're right i mean i do like the gritty feel do you think they're gonna bring in any of the jedi because Jedi stuff eventually because the mandalorian <laughs> as as Nicole says, the show has a Mandalorian feel. I like the Mandalorian so much because it, it kind of it, it was kind of divorced from um, I hope you know, the Skywalker don't. saga. And then Luke came in literally at the end of the last one. Right. It, it did kind of I don't know. I hope they bring don't. It down a bit. I, I don't think they will because I, I feel like they're trying to because this could easily just feel like a, a Mandalorian copy paste, right? It could. Um, you know, I mean the the two main characters are both Mandalorians, um, so. I feel like it could easily be that, but I I think they're trying to do their own thing and they're not going to have it, you know, have Han Solo's, you know, show up at the end or Leia show up at the end. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe Han, but not, I, I just, there's no, I, I, I hope that it stays completely away from the force and Jedi and the empire and they just keep it on Tatooine. I don't, I don't feel like you need to take it off Tatooine. I think you can tell compelling oh, yeah. stories um they're just on tattooing when i was you know we talk about books you know there were star wars books for a long time before disney took over and when i was Mm -hmm. growing up they had these anthology series that you know when when luke and obi-wan walk walk into the cantina and and most icely there's all these characters sitting around the bar and in the anthology series they explored the story of basically every single person at the bar and, <laughs> cool. and they, they weren't always these big grand, you know, fighting off Emperor Palpatine or, you know, whatever stories they were sometimes very, very small stories and they were super entertaining. And I don't, I mean, why would, to me, like make it your own thing, make it unconnected from the Skywalker saga just make it take place on Tatooine and, and have it there. Like, why would you, I don't feel like you need to take it anywhere else to tell an interesting and compelling story. I completely agree with you. I dread a little bit that Disney might think they need to, in order to tie it into the next thing and sell a lunchbox. But I agree that the, the better choice is definitely to keep it grounded like it is. And I, I, I am liking it quite a bit. Um, you can say no, and I you probably should, but, um, I could tell you a rumor that I heard about what's coming to the finale about a little appearance. I mean, I mean, I think that's probably more up to the viewers, right? I mean, do they want to get spoiled as well? I'm fine with spoilers. I Okay, cool. All right, viewers, if you don't want to get spoiled for the book of Boba Fett, comment no spoilers about that effect in the next five seconds. Five, four, 
three, two, one. Okay, get this. What I heard is that um, much in the way that Luke Skywalker made that little cameo at the end of Mandalorian with him like being aged down, Mark Hamill, right. that uh, they did and just plug your ears. I just put your hands up when you're done. Okay, I will. I'll do that. Okay, really, really fast. That Harrison Ford got in and they de-aged him. He's going to show up as Han Solo. That's what I heard. I and heard the same rumor, yeah. Maybe it'll be like a quick thing. I think I'd be more okay with that just because it would make more sense within that universe, right? Because Han's a yeah. smuggler. He he has that dirty background. So you could see him showing up for a minute and then, you know, taking off. As opposed to like, yeah, if you bring in like a super heavyweight like Luke or Leia or, you know, if Ray showed up for whatever <laughs> or Yoda or yeah, you know what I mean? So I'd be okay with that one. I, I don't know the other ones, um, you know, I'd be okay with, but I think that one would be fine. It depends how they do it. And okay, we are done. Spoiler talk over. Put my hands up. Spoiler talk is finished. That is it. Maybe not. Maybe it won't even happen. I bet it will, though. But yeah, so far, so good. And I'll keep watching that one, too. Again, there's a lot to watch. I hope that they expand it beyond the, the you know, some of these side planets and side, you know, give us a story. Uh, give, give us like a, uh, what, what was the, the Shakespeare guys? Rosencrantz and Gilders. and Gildenstern. Yeah, give yeah. us something that, you know, just shows what it's like working on a Star Destroyer as like a lieutenant or something. You know what I mean? You know, give us some <laughs> of these other stories that we haven't seen because we've seen the, the big, you know, let's stop the Emperor from using the Death Star to blow up mm-hmm. the galaxy stories. Like, show us the, the minutia or, or show us the, the smaller stuff in this, this galaxy because I think there's infinite room. I mean, Literally, it's a it's a completely different galaxy. You could tell any story you want, and you keep going back to the same story. I mean, that's what they're going to try and do. I mean, they, yeah. they're going. They have all these shows coming up, and yeah, um, the little, first two have been quite you know, strong. Things. Yeah. So I, I hope they keep diversifying, and I think they will. All right, and Christian, thanks for bearing with us there. I probably just shouldn't have done that, but I did, and I can't take it back. But he, he turned the sound off, and then he didn't hear it. So good, good, good thinking. And the hand thing's a signal. All right. Um, we are talking up a storm and we're, and, we're, and, we're, and we're burning time because there's so much to talk about and the conversation is so diverting. By the way, I did. Um, I couldn't decide if I really liked that four-armed Goro monster uh, or he looked kind of bad. It was, I, was a little, I kept going back and forth. Yeah, I'm saying I, I wasn't a, a mega fan of that thing. <laughs> I think you could have gone a different direction with it and made it a little more exotic i don't know you know it looked kind of yeah like goro i don't know but it was it looked, fine it was it was such a small okay. part of the episode sure. you know it's there gets shot and dies and you know we move on you know so i was okay with it how'd evolution make that thing i don't know i'm not, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm not gonna think about it anyway um moving on to westerosi news we had to talk about this briefly at least because as we know one of the many 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 shows coming out this year is house of the dragon the game of thrones follow-up and we don't have a new trailer we don't have a new episode but we do have which is something fairly notable george R. R. martin has apparently fire and blood of george R. R. martin has seen the first episode a rough cut of it and he was um full of uh beans and praise saying <clears throat> it's dark it's powerful it's visceral just the way I like my epic fantasy. The show has done an amazing job, and the cast, just with Game of Thrones, most viewers will have only heard of a few of the actors, but I think you are going to fall in love with a lot of them, only to have your hearts broken later when, but no, that would be telling. I think the Targaryens are in very good hands. 
anticipate away. I do not think you'll be you'll dis- you'll be disappointed. That's cool, right? George R. R. Martin giving a little. I didn't go all the way with the impression, by the way. I could have gone much higher. George R. R. Martin, you know, seen seen episode, so it means that they're it means that they're getting closer. A, if they already have a rough cut to show somebody, um, and obviously this is a biased person we're talking about. He knows these folk, but I mean, if you saw it and then you hated it. I th- you would just not say anything. That's the way I figure it. If you saw it and liked it, that's when you would go and actually just expound it. Yeah, I mean, I, I tend, I've always tended to think that we are going to get, uh, it's going to debut in in Game of Thrones old April <laughs> that'd be cool time spot, and and that would line up with if he's seen the first episode, you know, like Wheel of Time. I mean, we had we had early access to that, and I think I saw the first couple episodes what was it about two months before, you know, and I, yeah, you got really early in there. So, and, and we were, we were press. So like, I feel like George got even more advanced access. Oh yeah. So the two, three months from now in April sounds about right for when I think it'll debut, which means we should get some sort of announcement within the next month or so. But yeah, I mean, he was very specific with his praise and we have we That's have to remember, sign. I mean, Ryan Condal, the, the showrunner on this with, you know, Miguel Sapochnik, uh, Sapochnik, I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, I, I don't know. Either. You know, Ryan was Ryan was George's, you know, sort of handpicked uh, Successor, voice yeah. for, for choice, this show. Yeah. And obviously, obviously, Miguel Sapochnik, you know, his track record with Game of Thrones is... Speaks for itself, yeah. Right, speaks for itself. So I don't think... It's not very surprising to me that he would would enjoy the show um and but yeah i mean i do think that his praise was a little specific he's he's much more i mean we we've debated this ad nauseum you know during got's run but you can kind of read between the lines when he's not happy with something yes um maybe you you don't know the extent of his unhappiness but you can kind of tell he's a he's he's you know when he's unhappy with something or or even if he just doesn't think it's you know the best so I tend to think that this was some genuine praise and that he really enjoyed, you know, Ryan and, and Miguel's take on, on the material. So, I mean, I'm excited for the show either way. I thought, I thought the first teaser looked really good and, yeah, totally. you know, I, I mean, my expectations are pretty high. So yeah, mine are too. And I agree with you. Like if he, if he didn't like it, he would just would have not said anything or been more muted. Like certainly a show is coming. That's certainly a series on the way. I think it'll probably be a little later than that. Yeah, it was. Which specificity is the sign that you're willing to get into the details, so you must not mind doing it. I I think specificity is always a good sign in anything. I kind of think it might be a little later. You know, it's interesting because this year, it has to contend with, like, other giant fantasy series. Like, they're going to have The Lord of the Rings this year, and they're going to have probably The Wheel of Time Season 2 this year. The Witcher Season 3 might come out this year. Like, House of the Dragon is now one of several rather than, like, the big dog on the block. Yeah, and but that's why that I think, the, that's why I think, I mean, you know, Lord of the Rings is late uh, September or November. September 2nd. They announced that, like, two years ahead of time. It was weird. Right. So, they're, so I, I tend to think April, you know, sometime in there, maybe a little bit later. But I, if he's seen the first episode, then that means the they're episode, within, yeah. I would that means they're within a couple months of having everything ready to go, right? Because what I mean, I like, would think so. I mean, again, you know, you circle back to Wheel of Time when we saw those the the tease, the episodes that we that I saw, they were complete. They had credits, they had special effects, they right. had previously on. I mean, they had everything. So to me, if he's seen an episode, and you know, and then based on the fact we saw the teaser that was was fairly 
it's, you know, it was a minute long, right? It wasn't I mean, there just, were like no dragons or anything, but yeah, it, it was all there. Right. right. Special effects obviously might still be worked on, but I tend to think April at That'd most be cool. May before we're, before we're seeing the episodes. So again, I, I think we're going to get some sort of announcement um, here in within February. Yeah. At the Game of Thrones convention, I think, because I have this convention thing in Las Vegas, which if HBO, I emailed you, invite us, have us out there. Yeah. Um, that's when I think it'll happen. We're You're watching HBO. Um, which, yeah, which you I are. think April. And, and they like that spot. It's a good spot for them. You know, they would have the, like you were saying, they'd have the microphone to themselves because all mm-hmm. those other shows debut later in the year. Um, and I, quite frankly, if they debut ahead of time, I, I feel like that puts more pressure on the the shows afterwards. So it would be the smart move. Definitely. If they can swing it, but I also want it to be good. So there's a calculation I'm sure we'll be making. Remember when you got the, with the time things ahead of time and you showed um, a picture of loyal and no, I didn't believe you did that, that did he that. was, that's true. Well, okay. Remember when we saw a picture of loyal from the advanced episode and I, I saw didn't it on Reddit, right? Yeah. Reddit rose asshole on Reddit. Um, and I didn't believe you that he would look like that in the finished product. And then he did. Right. And then he did. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. I mean, if it, it, I mean, that was two months, two months before it debuted on Amazon Prime. So I think that tends to be the window. I mean, between two and six weeks before the show debuts, they, they've got final products because they're already behind the scenes trying to hype the show to, to the media. So and to people like George, I mean, obviously he's different. He, he's he gets even more extended. Oh, yeah. Know, you know, earlier access than anybody else. But I, again, I just, I feel like if he's seen an episode and he did not go out of his way to say it was still pending special effects. So TBD <laughs> on that, right. he said he saw an episode, right? So to me, he saw a completed cut, yeah. episode 90, 95% complete. Maybe he didn't have the credits or whatever, but to me, he saw an episode, he saw a completed episode. So I think we're getting very close to it. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I will go with you because that, that means I get to see it sooner. I'm all for that. 2022 going to be a big ass year. All right. And finally, thank you, Corey, because we're, we're we're going pretty deep and having a good meaty discussion that taking up a lot of um good time. We're not going to fill time in this one. But, Absolutely. oh, um, you want to talk about Cobra Kai for a second. How are you enjoying oh, yeah. that? Yeah. Cobra Kai just, uh, what is it? November, I mean, December 29th or 30th, I forget. Cobra Kai, it's, uh, if you don't, I mean, it's basically a continuation of the Karate Kid story from, you know, mm-hmm. the first three Karate Kid movies we saw in the in the 80s. And it's been running for, uh, it had two seasons on YouTube and now it's two more seasons that have, after Netflix took over. And it is just uh, the definition of a guilty pleasure, right? It's <laughs> cheesy. It's over the top. But it, it's nice. it's so much fun. It's so you got the '80s, you know, soundtrack that they still bring in. The '80s, you got man. the teenage drama, you know, except for they all know karate and they, you know, fight inside their high school and they fight inside their parents' house and they have a throwdown at prom and it's just it's it's sort of you know it's very soap operish but it's very good it's a lot of fun if you're a fan of the of the original movies there's all kinds of original characters and all kinds of cameos that you'll love and i you know i binged the first it, it was my my first true binge you know <laughs> where i just watched episode 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 because they're only 30 35 minutes long. oh really oh that yeah, does help they're very they're very there's you know they're very quick um you know like i still haven't finished the, 
second season of the Witcher. And I still have finished a lot of other things that are out there, but when Cobra Kai came out, I, I watched that really, really quick. And it's just, it's a lot of cheesy, good right. fun that that's just really enjoyable and really easy to, to take in. So you know, I haven't watched it in part because I thought it was an hour series. It's a half hour that actually does make things a lot easier. Yeah, I mean, you know, they have, it, it's like any other show. There's every once sure, in a while, they'll throw in a, uh, extended episode or whatever but when you need it yeah but for the most part i mean they're 35 minutes real quick it's good you can watch three four episodes in a night really easily so cool i, I might try it out then if because that's him i've been trying it, on it, silicon valley lately i never watched that one now i'm trying it, out. it it's fun to you you can't always watch the the wheel of times and the no and the yeah the world. witcher the yeah film. the witcher you gotta throw in some some light-hearted fare every now and then right some junk food some you know, stuff that you just enjoy and it, it may not be the best, but it's just a lot of fun. So I, I watch nothing I, but I Shakespeare recommend. adaptations yeah, and yeah, very important exactly. things. It's all I do. Okay. I'm watching, a, I'm watching a Silicon Valley now, the HBO show that I never got into. I'm trying that I out. Need to, I need to watch that because I've heard very good things about that. Too. It's not bad. It's pretty funny. But okay. We got to get to the Wick News Lightning Round because we are a burning time because our discussion is so full. Okay, as you know, Lightning Round is a thing where we go over quickly a bunch of things that we just didn't have time to cover in the main show and give our 20-second reactions to all of them. I didn't know who was going to go first or second, so what if I just ask you the first question? Go for it. All right, Corey Smith. Uh, Sony has delayed the Spider-Man-adjacent anti-hero film Morbius again to April 1st. Reactions? Are you so sad? I didn't know when it was originally coming out. I feel like, like I've seen soon. trailers for that for like three years now. So, <laughs> I I mean, that, that's something I, I hope is on one of my streaming, you know, 19 streaming platforms. I don't uh, think it is. I think it's just going to be because they don't have one. Sony just has um, what they have. Yeah, I don't know. All right. Uh, so speaking of streaming, something I, that's on HBO Max, the Harry Potter reunion, uh, the special used a picture of a young Emma Roberts, who was not in Harry Potter instead of Emma <laughs> Watson, who was just pretty funny, right? You go through all this trouble of making this really elaborate reunion, getting like all these stars to come back together. And um, people want to see it really bad and you can't even get the right childhood picture. You don't want to buy anybody. There was another mistake, too, where, like, they messed up the Phelps twins, like those two redheaded twin right. people. They got that wrong, too. Um, people seem to like it a lot. I, I haven't watched it. <laughs> Stupid Harry Potter thing. Okay. All right, Corey. This, will, th- this one. Everybody out there. I want to know how you feel about this, too. Uh, somebody bought a this Game of Thrones Fabergé egg for $2.2 million. A good purchase, Corey? Uh, somebody needs to be knocked upside the head with this <laughs> egg. I mean, I understand you love Game of Thrones. I, under, I own all kinds of Game of Thrones memorabilia. But are you out of your mind? $2 million <laughs> for a 2. Fabergé 2. egg? I mean, seriously, that's just... <laughs> speaking of throwbacks this feels like a throwback jake and, and natiri have a human son in avatar 2 parts of which will p- take place on earth according to you know yeah so i'm trying they're trying to hype up the avatar 2 the sequel right. to the blue alien dances with wolves movie from 2008 9 whatever a while ago um i'm not really feeling it like I barely remember who Jake and Natiri are, although they're the two main blue ones. Right. Um, are you interested in this movie, Corey? Like, do you want to go see it? Okay. 
Yeah, I want to go see it. I don't. I mean, I'm not dying to see it, but I want to go see it. Well, your turn. Okay, and we'll get to the 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 the, the comments briefly after this. Don't worry. Uh, the Walking Dead star Norman Reedus, aka Daryl, wants to play the motorcycle riding, flaming skull Marvel hero Ghost Rider in the MCU. Yeah. Uh, I'd say yes. I'd say this is. I could see it. Yeah. This is Hugh Jackman playing Wolverine. This is perfect casting. <laughs> I think he's great for the role. He obviously knows how to ride a motorcycle and he's got that kind motorcycles. of dark vulnerability to him. I think that is. Yeah. A plus casting. I would love to see that. I agree. That's a good one. All right. Um, go ahead. I'm glad this is your question. Uh, Doctor Who's current companions are leaving alongside current Doctor Jodie Whittaker. I arranged them so you wouldn't get one. You had no chance of knowing. I, no idea th- what any of that just means. This no. is on purpose. Okay. Well, Doctor Who, every couple of years, they recast the main role because the Doctor can like, I don't know, turn something new. And... They're doing a clean sweep. The entire cast is gone. Like the other supporting characters are gone. They're going to have a new cast come in. And that's what it means. And that's it's over. And we don't talk about it anymore. All right. Uh, home stretch here. Uh, Corey, WandaVision was the most pirated show of 2021. Uh, not surprising. I mean, I think that one yeah. debuted with the most hype, right? It was the first Definitely. Marvel show out of the gate. And the best one still. What's that? And the best one still, if you ask me. I like the Loki uh, smidge more, oh, but good, yeah, yeah, I mean, I think it had the most hype, so it's not surprising that it was the most pirated. Um, I think, yeah. These seem pretty quick, but sometimes it does. But uh, time expands and goes back. Yeah, can we check the clock here? I'm, I'm, I'm feeling, feeling that there, <laughs> it's a little off. Uh, more. Last question: There's a Game of Thrones cryptocurrency called Jakaris Dragon Token. Uh, how many do you own? Um, I don't own any. I don't, any of those, worth. I don't own any of the Fabergé eggs either, but um, it sounds horrible and I want it to go away. Um, and I'm sure the HBO will like, sh- if it gets big enough, HBO will shut it down. Um, it's, I don't really get crypto. I, I, I was contemplating when it was giant, like that giant spike doing it, but it didn't happen. Okay. Most cryptocurrencies don't last. So I, I don't think it'll end up being something on HBO's radar. There was this, there was this sad New York Times like podcast story about a guy who like made a million dollars on Dogecoin back when it was like spiking. And at the end of the story, he was like, I'm not going to sell it all. I'm going to keep it and I'm going to ride this to the moon or whatever. And then they had like an end of the year catch up with him to like, how'd it go? And I'm like, oh, no, what happens? Like, yeah, I lost it. Everything went away. It's like, I know. Why didn't you just sell, sell? But that, that was just me yelling at my at my phone on a subway. Really quick, some of the great comments we're getting. Discovery of Witches is coming out. That's true. Uh, yeah, that, 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 that's a really hype one. The Hawkeye finale. Did you watch the Hawkeye finale, Corey? I liked it. Yeah, it was it was good. It was it wasn't you know earth shattering, but it was good. I enjoyed it. Yeah, it, it was cute. Sorry, we're not more enthusiastic about a question. And finally, Matt Smith says hi, Dan. And hi, Matt Smith. I loved you in The Crown. No, I'm kidding. I'm just I'm glad you're here, Matt Smith. Um, come on back because we. Uh, broadcast, broadcast. We stream every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Central Standard Time here in the Winter is Coming Facebook page and the Winter is Coming YouTube page. All are welcome, all are invited, and we will see you next week. Corey, thanks for coming by. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. Adios, everybody. Um, have a good night and happy 2022. Bye bye. This podcast is brought to you by Fansite. Join our community of over 300 sites from sports to pop culture and everything in between.
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.